Knowledge is the fuel that powers intelligent buying and selling. So get a quick recharge with me, Ron Edwards, Master Sommelier and Director of Wine Education for Winebow, Fine Wine, and Spirits. Welcome back to WineSmart. Today we're going to talk about something that is really cool that's happening in California. It's been happening for quite a while. It's now gone beyond the borders of California. It's called Lodi Rules, and it's a sustainable viticultural program that started in California. It was the original program in California. And uh, let's talk about its history and what it does and what the seal means when you see it on a wine label. So first of all, it's an offshoot of the Lodi Wine Grape Commission, which was started in 1991. And then in 92, the commission actually launched a farmer education program aimed at reducing pesticides by understanding the entire vineyard ecosystem. Great idea. That happened over a decade. And in 2005, that research and education program became Lodi Rules after input from farmers, viticulturalists, and environmentalists. So the members of the Lodi Wine Grape Commission created the Lodi Rules, but a third party called Protected Harvest is a nonprofit focused on quantifiable sustainability certification. They are the ones that measure and evaluate people's worthiness of the seal. And the whole purpose of this was the grape growers in Lodi wanted to farm for future generations. And that is an admirable idea. And I'm glad they decided to do that. Over the time period that it's been developed now since 2005, it's developed into Lodi Rules Seal, the California Rules Seal, and Certified Green Seal because there are wineries and vineyards using this outside of Lodi. All the seals, when you find them on the bottle, and there's a link inside the show notes to get you to the website, which will show you the seals so you know what you're looking for. All of the seals, when you see them on a wine bottle, carry the meaning of a rigorously verified, scientifically sound, sustainable farming, including far more than just the fields. They measure the environmentally responsible nature of farming, of course. They also have measurements on the socially responsible part of the farming. And last but not least, it's economically feasible over the long term. So it's actually part of the business plan to make sure these wineries and vineyards can stay in business for multiple generations. Every standard in the list of practices must meet these four criteria. It has to be measurable. It has to address one of the three aspects of sustainability. It has to be economically feasible. And it has to be based on sound science and not a trend. The subset of sustainability would be environmental health social equity, and economic viability. The three seals put this holistic thought process into the 150 plus standards inside the rules, plus pest risk management, plus business sustainability. This program now has a scope of inclusion that's really impressive. In Lodi, 32,812 acres are certified in this program. 38,179 acres in other California areas. There's 749 acres in Israel using this certification, 265 acres in Washington state using this certification, which gives you worldwide 72,005 acres in total in 2023. And I qualify that with the year because the evaluation is year to year. Your grape harvest is rated by your practices and your reporting every year. In addition, if the wine has the seal on it, it means that 85% of the grapes that went in it 
came from sustainable certified vineyard sources. Now, these practices, these 150 plus sustainable practices, they touch a lot of things. They touch water management, ecosystem management, the community, human resources, soil management, pest management, general farming, business management, all of that is covered in the sustainable practices, which if you've caught on already, great. If you haven't caught on, that's the point of sustainability is that not only are we taking care of our environment, we're taking care of our people, and it's economically sustainable so that while we're doing this, we can continue doing business. So let's talk about some of the levels of detail that these parts and pieces go into. Let's start with water management because that's hugely important, especially in California and other dry areas. So the water management piece of their sustainable practices have to have a fully developed written plan. Can you dry farm? A water budget for vines that are established, both young vines and mature vines. Regular testing and analysis of the water usage to make sure that what's being used is needed, that there's not extra being used, that there's not waste happening somewhere, and that the water they're using for irrigation is actually suitable for the vineyard and hasn't been corrupted in some way. Uh, is the power plant for the irrigation pumps, is it electric? Bonus. Is it renewable energy? Even more important. A plan for maintenance of the irrigation systems to make sure there's no leaks, that there's no wastewater, that there's no runoff, and there's more than that. So that's, that's just water management. When you start talking about ecosystem management, you have to have an entire policy written for watershed management. You need a written environmental survey. You need an overall ecosystem management plan. You need a way to enhance biodiversity for both plants and animal species on your property. You need buffers to protect woodlands and even buffers around single trees, native vegetation inclusions, preservation and maintenance of seasonal wetlands on the property, and the list goes on. In the human resources aspect, which is super important because sustaining your people is really, really key, you have to have a farming operation HR written plan with its with mission and vision and values, a human resources strategy, staffing and recruiting procedures, training and development, compensation and benefits, etc. And then there's issues of social responsibility to things like child labor and preventing it, suspicious working conditions, sexual harassment, discrimination, all of that is, you got to have a plan to, to make sure those things don't happen. And the list goes on. I'm only giving you the highlights. Soil management is going to sound pretty familiar. Fully developed soil nutrient plan with a background analysis. Soil erosion and compaction plan is needed. Are you avoiding not only erosion, but overly compacting your soil because the tractor's too heavy or it's gone through the vineyard too many times? A soil map and survey should be done so you know what your soils are about. Analysis of the soils to make sure you understand the characteristics and mineral nutrients. A way to control erosion and dust in the vineyard when you're working it. Because in the, in the summer, when it's dry and you pass through with the tractor, you create dust. Well, that dust goes somewhere. Frost protection measures, which is, again, an economic protection. pH adjustment for overly acidic or alkaline soils. How do you deal with that? Addition of organic matter. Making sure there's water penetration to avoid the dangers of runoff. Making sure nitrogen applications are at the best level from cover crops. And the list goes on. One of the most important aspects of this Lodi Rules program also is pest management. Very important to realize that pest management is encouraged to avoid pesticides. And the better you are at not including pesticides, the higher your score gets. But there is a 50% score required on the way you handle pest management in order to get into the program. 
And remember, we're talking about sustainable. So if pest management requires a pesticide in order to stay economically viable, it's allowed. Basically, what you're talking about in all of these decisions is measuring your economic threshold in regards to all the things that can happen that attack your vines. Minimal intervention is the goal so that you can stay in business and be as kind to the environment as possible. This is not the same as organic farming or biodynamic farming, which has some very strict rules about not intervening with any pesticides or herbicides. This is a little bit different thing, so that's why it's called sustainable. The business management piece is also super interesting to me because it's sort of the summary of everything else. They want these folks to have a fully crocked business plan with succession planning and vision and goals and economic goals with short-term and long-term. In other words, how are you going to stay in business for a generation or two instead of how are you going to sell grapes this year? I think this is a super important approach because that's how you get multi-generational farming to succeed. Now, let's, let's review real quick uh, how you qualify for certification. A vineyard may qualify by the grower accumulating 50% of the points associated with implementing sustainability practices. Each of the things I've mentioned is, has a whole list of things to do and when you do things, you gain points. Certain things count against you and you sum it all up at the end and you get 50% of the points. Your vineyard can join the sustainability model. And there are certain chapters that they cannot fail. If you fail any of these particular chapters, one of them is in pest management. Like if you treat continually with pesticides, you cannot pass, etc. A grower qualifies by accumulating 70% of the points associated with all of the sustainable practices. Same way of adding them up. However, I want you to hear that a vineyard can be certified inside of a grower's work without the grower being certified. And a grower can be certified, but not every vineyard they work is certified. And here's the important thing, I think. Wine grapes that are going into your wine are certified by vineyard block each year based on the practices of that year. So if you were doing all of the practices in 2022, but you stopped in 2023, you would no longer have your certification. I think that's a really cool accountability model that keeps everybody moving in the right direction. Check out the link in the show notes to Lodi Rules and look for it on the back of the bottle. Until next time.